All right, trivia question time for you both. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Born ready, you fucking bitch. Right, this question is, Cody Rhodes was a tag team champion with Hardcore Holly. How long was their title reign? Oh, shit. Um, 30 days. I don't think it's far off. This is when, this is when um, Cody turned on him and joined Legacy. Yes. In that handicap match, and it went from a handicap one side to the other. Well, how long? How many, day, how many days were the champions for? Night of Champions 2009. Is that when the title changed hands? Yeah. No. The, the, no. <laughs> when was it? That's not the question. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I'm just I'm trying to work it out so I can work out how long it was for. 2008. It was 2008. Yeah. Well, f- fuck you then. I got it wrong straight away. <laughs> Shit. But how many days um, were they champions together? I'm going to say two weeks. So 14 days. You're both miles away. Is it more than thirty? Yes. Do you want to, do you want to know how many days? Hey, ooh, 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 I fucking want it. They were tag team. <laughs> champ- they were two tag team champions for two hundred and two days. Two hundred and two days. Yep. Wow. Where the fuck was I in two thousand eight? They won it on Angela Fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking. I think I was. They actually. won the titles on the Raw fifteenth anniversary in December two thousand seven and lost it at Clash of Champions and Night of Champions, whatever it was, in two thousand eight. Yeah, well, I won. Let's fucking move on then. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling! <laughs> Can you dig it, sucker, sucker? Welcome to Three Men, One Fall. One fucking fall! <laughs> Come on, Ash, where's yours, mate? I'm not after that. <laughs> yeah, can't top it, can you? You fucking... Free, hang, on. Free, hang on, Three Men, One Sponsor. <laughs> yeah, man, right. Well, well I mean, we've had, a, we've had a hell of a week. But, we have. So, before we get to it, for those of you that might be new to the show... We're another another pro wrestling podcast uh, for the fans, <laughs> by the fans. And um, yeah, for those of you that are new, probably wondering, well, who are the three men? I'm Jay. I'm Ash. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Russ. Oh, Welcome come again. On. You didn't do it right. <laughs> Welcome again. Uh, the, the hype levels are good. They're all high this week. We've had a hell of a, a hell of a week. And for all the good reasons. So, and we're going to, we'd like to talk to you about some of them reasons right now. Uh, Ash has kind of alluded to there. So, we are one of the official sponsors for Game Changer Wrestling. That's GCW's Fight Forever show that's going to be airing on the 29th of January until the 30th of January this year on YouTube for free. Yes. Longest wrestling show ever in history and you know what's great about it it'll never be beaten because you're never going to get more than 24 hours of your day exactly 
And I tell you what, they're making history and we're making history by sponsoring him as well. So It's brilliant. It's all about history it's, making. It's great to be a part of that. It's honestly, it's, it's an honour to be a part of it because it's, you know, obviously it's, it's amazing for us, but at the same time, and we, we've said this before, even just among ourselves, but like you don't get a wrestling podcast without wrestling. Like it really is that simple. And that sounds really stupid, yeah, but you don't, absolutely. you don't get any of these wrestling personalities that aren't within the business without the wrestlers themselves. Exactly. And the thing is, right, it's the fact that, you know, we've all, we're all fans of wrestling. We've all been watching wrestling for years. And, um, uh, now's the time that we get to give back to the independent community. So, yeah, what better way? What better way to do it than, uh, support the longest wrestling show in history? 2020 has been so shit and it was so hard on the indies. And the fact is, is that, and it's not just us. I mean, you go, have a go to, uh, any of GCW's social media. You've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go and have a look and just look at the amount of people that are coming out as sponsors. It's really, it's great, right? All of these people that are willing to support, be a part of history, but yeah, support the men and women that make all of this possible. Absolutely. And after the shit year that they've had, they absolutely fucking deserve it. They really do. Yeah, I just honestly, say, like, if, you've, if you're not familiar with GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, please do go and check them out. Because they are really, really good. And they're one of the underrated ones. I mean, I would go as far as to sound, I think you'd both agree with me here, that you could actually say that they're the um, modern day ECW. Definitely. That is, yeah, bang on. Completely agree. It's it's as close to, you know, obviously, <laughs> death matches uh, is something that you're going to see with GCW. And, and understandably, it isn't for everybody, but... That's the beautiful thing about wrestling that we've said on here before, isn't it, guys? Like, you know, wrestling's a variety show. There's something for yeah, everyone. Absolutely. GCW has something for everyone. Maybe not Jim Cornette, but it does have something <laughs> for almost everybody. So wow. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic, man, and it's going to be a hell of a 24 hours. And yeah. honestly, you really don't want to miss this. It's going to be so, so good. But if you want to be – you don't have to be a podcast. You don't have to be a company. You know, you have to be a business. Yeah, you can literally sponsor yourself if you want to. <laughs> Just do it. You're seeing names pop up left, right, and centre. If you want to be a part of history, if you want to support the great men and women that make all of this possible – Head over to GCW's uh, Twitter handle, go to their Facebook, their Instagram, go over to that, hit them up with an email, see how you can be a part. They've got all the information for you. All of the money is going to the, an, an amazing, amazing cause. And yeah. like we said, I mean, Jay, and you, and you said it as well, it's a part of history at the end of the day. And it's I, I for one, and we for three, cannot fucking wait for this. Absolutely, and I'll just say one more little thing about that before Ash wants to interject because I know he's going to say he can't. I get saw his little dainty so finger coming out. It's oh, no, really no, no. <laughs> for the minute. It's really <laughs> can stay there because I've got one more thing to say. Yeah, um, you finger me. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, um, three men, one fall. We will be sponsoring this the second hour of the show, so it'll be the second hour. So the second hour, because <laughs> you don't want to miss the absolute. Best hardcore wrestling you're going to see in, in a long time either. So you got to, you, I'll tell you what, if you're an absolute psychopath, you could watch the whole show in one go and then hit us up and let us know how tired you're feeling after. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be people that do it. And I'll tell you what, you are, you're a caliber machine that I could only ever hope to be. For those of you out there that could do that, I'll tell you now. I struggle to start past midnight these days. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on, I see your little finger waving about. What's Come that, on mate? then, Ash. You ain't said nothing yet. Let, let's 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 hear from you. I think also we should give a big thanks to the other to the other people that helped to sponsor this show. Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. There, yeah, you've got. A, you made a good point there, Ash. It's not got, just us. We're just we're just one piece of the the very large puzzle. We would not have probably been able to do it without um, the the support of Lucy Glidden. So shout out for you. She is probably the biggest GCW fan in the UK. She doesn't spend money on anything else other than GCW merch. <laughs> um, also, uh, the lead guitarist, he's going to be on our show very soon. We was hoping to do this last year, weren't we? But COVID is a bit of a dick. Yes, COVID again. But the lead guitarist for UK thrash death metal band Must Kill and for the prog band Arcane Sight, Daryl Cooper. He's going to be on the show very, very soon. And we're going to be talking about some really interesting stuff with him. But if you... Um... If you're not familiar with Must Kill, please do check them out. They're absolute beasts. Yes. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. They're absolute beasts. Check them out. Their, their music is absolutely great. So much talent in there. Go check them out. It's Must Kill. Absolutely. You can find them on all the major platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. Check them out. Absolutely. Yeah. Their EP, Ghost Malevolent, is out. That was released last year. And they're a, they are, man. They're a hell of a band. And Daryl's a good dude. But I'll tell you something, he plays like a fucking demon. But every member of that band is absolutely insane. And if you are a thrash, as Jay said, if you're a thrash death metal fan, you've got to go check these guys out because they're going to be a big deal. Also, there is Tash. Of course, my much better half. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, you can <laughs> you can check Natasha out on YouTube. Uh, she runs an ASMR channel, Luna ASMR. Now, of course, we'll put all of the de- the links and descriptions. Uh, oh, sorry, we'll put all of the links and tags <laughs> in the yeah, description we're gonna, below. Yeah, we're, we're gonna uh, we're gonna run a police profile on all these three people we've just said about. <laughs> so you can find their actual description in the in the, in the links below. But yeah, you, you can you can find it all in the in the comments or the description below. It'll all be there. Um, but uh, yeah, once again. Good shout, Ash, because yeah, that, that, we honestly could not be any more thankful. I like it more than I like you two. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to get into some news. So, I mean, coming off the, the heels of the GCW announcement there then, uh, I'd be remiss to let you guys know, obviously Nick Gage, huge name in the deathmatch scene, and of course with GCW. Uh, he, he needs surgery, he's announced on Instagram. On his calf, it hadn't healed properly, and the doctors have told him that he needs surgery. Uh, it's going to cost three thousand dollars. So he has put his PayPal information up. If anybody would like to help support Nick Gage, uh, so that he can get the surgery done, then I'm sure he would be very, very grateful for that. And you might just get one light tube on your head instead of ten. But <laughs> I can't say for sure. But I'm just saying, potentially, if you don't help him, I mean, if you send Nick Gage, he'll fuck you up. Yeah, did you not see what he did to David Arquette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, other news then, guys. What we got? Well, one of the biggest news of the week was uh, Drew McIntyre being COVID positive. Yeah, that's fucking... And it's not just him either. Now, we've missed a lot because this is the first weekly roll-up we've done since uh, December, mid-December last year. So, there's been a lot in between, but COVID seems to have just had this mad outbreak uh, across wrestling. And now we're hearing these stories of people that had it, like, you know, last year, like Jericho in September, Nick Jackson in, uh, I believe, was it November? October, November? Uh, yeah. 
One of those months. The, I can't. The Bucks were off TV for a while, so it was it was around that time, I think. But you know, we're hearing about all these people. Mick Foley, of course, tweeted out that unfortunately he had uh, been battling COVID very recently. He seems to be on the mend, and you know, hopefully everybody's going to be on the mend. But we're not sure on exactly everybody that's got it. Uh, we're going to do a few rundowns of some of the big moments from the, the TV wrestling shows this week. But obviously, you can probably take a guess. Uh, or hazard the guess that COVID's played a big part behind the scenes just because of the way these shows kind of played out and who was on them. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it's um, it's a massive shame, but obviously we we want to just wish you all the very best and get well soon because, you know, COVID uh, ain't going to fucking mess with professional wrestlers. And I should say, at the, oh, minute, at the minute, it does sound like Drew will be ready for Rumble, but you never know. <laughs> Drew's going to be ready to... <laughs> Drew's going to be ready to Rumble to go against... Go on, Jay. You know you want to say it. You know you want to say his name. No, thank you. Bill Goldberg, baby! No. <laughs> Not for me. So, I think... We'll, Not for me. The announcement is also that it's just going to be me and Russell reviewing Rumble then. <laughs> no, we, I, will be, I will be present for that review. Let me just say that. But just quiet about whether, whether I'm Whether I actually watch the match is a different story, but I will be present. <laughs> I mean, look, if, um, if if Drew's well enough to compete at the Rumble, that's going to be great. If he's not, then, you know, don't fucking worry about it. Health comes first and your real life comes first. So oh, who, gives, who gives a fuck? But, you know, if he, if he, if he shows up um, because he's well enough to, then, I mean, look, we'll, we'll, we'll do our Rumble predictions a bit close to the time. But I'm just, you know, think about it now, Jay. If Drew does beat Goldberg, that doesn't look bad on the old CV or the resume, as our well, guys over the pond way. would say. Well, let's put it this way. If I know anything about Goldberg, the match will probably be under five minutes. That is true, yeah. It'll be Spear first move of the match. Probably. A Claymore somewhere in the first 30 seconds. Um, yeah, of course it will be. <laughs> but if Goldberg does win, by the way, he will be the oldest WWE champion in history. Good for him. Let's move on. So in other news... <laughs> well, in, in other news, Jay, <laughs> the main event... <laughs> but, no, let's not even but, go there. Oh, no, no. We've got to get there. The main event for Hard to Kill has had to change. Um, we're laughing, but we're not laughing at whatever the reason might be behind it. We're just laughing because Jay just doesn't like Moose. And, Moose! Um, Moose has had to replace... Uh, Alex Shelley? Yeah. Because Shelley oh, can't make the trip to Nashville. Cannot make the trip. So don't know what all the details are behind it, and we don't need to know if it's personal, it's personal. But they have replaced him with Moose. Moose! So, Good for him. Good for him. Let's move on. So, enough of news. <laughs> well, if we're moving on, do you want to do PWI awards that have come out? Hey, 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 hey. I've got some news, actually, if you don't mind, actually, cutting me off. No, no, no. Go, go. I know what this is going to be. Come on, so, Jay. Right. Now. And that's great. Let's go. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Right. Yeah, but serious now, though. Serious news. Jay White has been removed. Oh, his profile has been removed from the New Japan Pro Wrestling website, which is yeah. strange. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, but he is on the poster for the next show. So, is it a fact that he's going because he's been removed from the website? Is it an error? Will he be on the next show? Or is it, a, you know, is it someone else? Really got no idea. So, it is a bit strange. Yeah. Well, it could be New Japan working as... Yeah, that's a very, very real possibility, that is. 
It's not the first. It it's not. The, I don't think it'd be the first time this kind of thing's happened in wrestling. Where well, been I, I hope it is. I hope. I hope that is it because I'd, I'd really hate to see him go. <laughs> well, with the rumor about him being WWE, if they can get him to travel, and it might be Rumble, but we'll have to find out around that time. I think until you see Jay White in another company other than New Japan, I won't buy that he's actually gone. Be, be funny if it's all Japan. Yeah, there you go. But no, sure. I, I think you, you know it could very well be a work. And if it is, then that's great, right? We love that sort of shit. Keep surprising us. Us fucking marks. That's what we love. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if if that is the case, that's great. But if not, again, I mean, if he's made a business decision and it works out for him, then that's you know that's fantastic. And all the very best to Jay White. Absolutely. But, yeah, we just have to to wait and see. I think on that one and see what happens. But also, do we know? Uh, do we know if he's injured? I didn't. I, I didn't see anything that he was injured. But that's another reason why he could be taken off. To su- no, well, I don't know. Maybe. But but then, like I say, Rumble. If he doesn't appear, doesn't appear. He might still be in New Japan. Maybe AEW. Well, time will tell. Speaking of things being removed, it was very recently reported that. WrestleMania 24 had been removed from the WWE Network. Yeah. Uh, that has now since been added back on. So the early thoughts on that were, were that it was because of Snoop Dogg, which was quite funny because Snoop Dogg's in it and they and people were thinking they took it off to edit Snoop Dogg out because of his appearance on AEW. <laughs> with, the, uh, with the amazing Snoop Dogg splash, which I don't care what anybody says, that was great coming from Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that didn't happen I at Mania, was, by I the way. I think it was probably a, a Floyd Mayweather music thing, though. Yes, that's what it's, it does look like. It is. That's what it sounds like. But it's, like I say, it's back on now, and I'm not. Have watched, you watched it? Yeah, I was going to say, have you watched it? I've not watched it back, but I don't remember Flight uh, Mayweather's music in the first place. No, I don't either. I, I know. I, know I, I think I think it was Fifty Cent, but I might be wrong on that. I don't think. Well, was it? it might, like I say, it might have been Fifty Cent, but like I say, I've not watched Mania Twenty Four in ages. Yeah. Now, what your trivia question is going to be next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Other news then, Tamatonga's podcast. Yes. For anybody that's uh, a a fan of that and has been listening to that, work or shoot? Because I know you guys um, have heard about this as well. I'm saying shoot. Before I explain it, work or shoot? Jay saying shoot. Work shoot. A work shoot. Leaning more towards Ashley. I'm leaning more towards Ashley, I think. Work shoot. I think he's he's amped it up a bit because it's going to make headlines. But... That, that maybe they will be uh, signing with AEW. Maybe. Maybe. Well, the co- the context behind it, Ta- Tamatonga has explained in very colourful detail on his podcast, which is great, by the way, so you should check that out. But he's explained that the whole Bullet Club thing, he's given his thoughts on the Bullet Club reforming in uh, AEW. And he's picking apart the kind of idea that they're reforming. And it's the idea of, well, how can Bullet Club reform? Bullet Club's over here in in New Japan. Like, they're not Bullet Club. If they want to say they're Bullet Club OGs, this is paraphrasing and breaking down the essentially like the, what he's saying on his show. But he's basically saying, look, they didn't care. They don't care about Bullet Club. They care about the elite. And these guys sold out. Kenny, the Bucks, Anderson, Gallows. They've sold out. They, they've gone and done their own thing. They cared about the elite, not Bullet Club. Bullet Club are operating and doing their best and busting their asses in Japan. That's Bullet mm. Club. Not yeah. this that you're seeing now. I think there might be a bit of truth to what he's saying, actually, if you read between the lines. But what do you guys think on that? I agree with him. 
I know I know Kenny Omega is my favourite, and I like like I like the air quote unquote new Bullet Club, reformed Bullet Club, or whatever you want to call it. But I think I, I agree with him. You know, I hundred percent agree with what he's saying. Mm. Um, well, the thing is, T- Tamatonga is an original Bullet Club member, right? Yeah, and I think the only one of that f- list in, uh, is Carl Anderson. I don't think the others were. I don't think they were like but original they came, yeah, but original they, members. No, they came Which in. Somebody calls out because he says that they're saying that they're OG when they're not. Yeah, Carl Anderson no. is though. Yeah, okay, but one one out of a group of five people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I yeah, fair it. enough. They were in Bullet Club, and now they've made names for themselves elsewhere, and they are big names. But did he and obviously have... you you would you would associate them with Bullet Club, and I understand that. But at the same time, what he's saying, I think is true that you know I wouldn't say they sold out because at the end of the day, you have to make your own decisions what what's best for you. But mm. um, yeah, like they are trying to steal Bullet Club's spotlight, really, and they're not in Bullet Club anymore. It's not Bullet Club because they're not they're no longer in New Japan. They're not in Japan, therefore they're not in Bullet Club. So, I mean, they can say, oh yeah, we've made, we're, we're Bullet Club, we're making our own Bullet Club, but that, that it's, it's, they are, they're not Bullet Club. That's well, the only thing that, I can say though, is it? Is that I, they're I, not? It, I think it's, it's the fact that they're saying they're reforming Bullet Club that's getting to him as well. Because yeah, well, how, can, how can you reform, well. how can you reform what's not been broken? Like that's Bullet Club just, still exists. That's literally what I was just going to say. It's getting to yeah. me as well, because how can you reform Bullet Club when it's still going? Like it's, it's still, Hot, hot to trot in New Japan. Like, how can you reform something that's already a massive deal and it, it will continue to be a massive deal for t- 10, 20 years to come? You can't reform something that's still going. Uh, Bullet Club's one of them, like a modern day NWA. I know oh. it's not on the same kind of like scale or, or done in, in quite the same sort of way, but the name is like, go on, it, it, go on like a, an eBay or an Amazon and just type in like wrestling shirt. And Bullet Club's going to be in like one of your first 10 picks on there. And that's yeah, included for WWE and everything else. Like Bullet Club is a huge 100%, 100%, name. 100%, yeah. I don't um, know. Whether or not it's a work shoot or not, I've got, I, I've got my own reasons for thinking that some of it could be worked. But then it kind of ties into what I was saying during our Wrestle Kingdom 15 reviews. That I was, I'm, I suppose it's more wishful thinking and hope, hoping that, again, like I was, I'm saying about Moxley, it seems to have found himself in that feud with both versions of the Bullet Club. And, yeah. you know, because he's got Kenta in New Japan and then Omega with, I guess, everybody else then with um, AEW. So I'm still kind of hoping that maybe it is going to be worked to a degree. But, like, what about it do you think was made it a, make, makes it a work shoot if it is that? Well, the only thing I, think, I can think of is the fact that, um, like, some somewhere down the road, they're going to have, a like, an inter-promotion thing again where, like, it's going to be the Bucks against Gorilla's Destiny or something like that. Or, like, the Bullet Club, members of the Bullet Club against the... Oh, quote unquote reform bullet club and it'd be good to see it don't get me wrong but that's if it's a if it's a work that's the only thing i can think of unless they are going to like sign with aw but i can't see that they would sign because they've been in new japan probably longer than anyone at this point and, that are not japanese and they were ring of honor for a little bit yeah i don't because did he did tamatonga ever have a go at bala for using bala club no idea and remember when it was Anderson Gallows? Yeah, but that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but that's not Bullet Club, though, was it? Yeah, but it's close to, and they used the kind of logo. Yeah, but, but yeah, I okay, I get that. But then the thing is, I guess WWE still, you know, it's not like Balor would have gone in and said, "Right, I'm, I'm Balor Club." But and then 
he would have had to have had that. I would have. I would have thought that he would have had to have had that approved. But they for are all of the channels. They are using a hand. They are using a hand signal that isn't theirs. Well, yeah, but the, well, this is the thing. I mean, you know, you can't say that the elite are pinching the uh, too sweet gesture from Bullet Club, who also then pinched it from the click. You know, remember that cease and desist order. So, you know, I did. Who I came know. up with that first? Well, the story. The story I heard was it was Sean Waltman. That came yeah. up, but I don't know so if he... therefore, therefore, property of the click. But so they... I always thought it was New Japan that came up with it. It was an NWA uh, thing as well, because that's where it really got. You yeah, but it was it, it got brought into NWO because it it was it was the click, which obviously would have consisted of Michaels, Diesel, Razor Ramon, and Waltman, and then of yeah. course you know three of them go over to WCW. Separate times uh, for all three of them. I know two same time, Waltman a bit later, but um, you know they all go over there. They're all in the NWO, and then they start using it. It's you know Michaels wasn't going to too sweet himself, was he? So well, you could, you know, <laughs> you could, but it probably doesn't mean the same thing. It's interesting. There's a lot you can read between the lines, but that's kind of sometimes what makes wrestling kind of exciting, really. Yeah, you don't know what's a work and what isn't, and that's you know that really is how it should be. So. You know, can't really complain there, but it's interesting. And Tamatonga came out this week. Tamatonga's uh, dad is Haku, so you don't want to get him mad. Yeah, absolutely fucking not. If Haku says it's going to be a shoot and they're not Bullet Club, I guess you're not Bullet Club. Yeah, you're going to lose so... an eye. <laughs> Any other news this week? Well, I want. Do you want to do PWI awards? Because that's just come out this this week. It sounds like you want to do it, mate. Come on. Well, let's have a let's have a chat about the PWI awards. Well, because there's a few winners that you might agree with, I don't know. But PWI Rest of the Year was John Moxley. Okay. Uh, Bailey was second and Jericho was third. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but at the end of the day, again, that's just one person's opinion, isn't it? No, this is no, this is like a whole magazine. So. Yeah, but okay, it's one magazine's opinion. <laughs> it's not. Do they do it, it? I think opinions. they do it on polls, though, don't they? Yeah, there well, is a poll. But... As well. I, I, I'm not sure if it's that or Wrestling Observer there's a poll, but it might be both. Uh, right, tag team is the golden role models of Bailey and Sasha Banks. FTR, right. FTR second, Hangman and um, Omega third. Match of the year was uh, Young Bucks versus Hangman and Omega at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Feud of the year was Bailey and Sasha Banks. I can see, yeah, I can see that to be yeah, fair. Yeah, maybe. Second was Edge and Orton. Third was Cassidy and Jericho. Fourth, yeah. was, fourth was MJF and Cody, which for the beginning of the year, kind of forget about, don't you? Yeah, yeah you I, do. I can, I can agree with that. Well, <laughs> that's not what we said in our year in retrospect, though, wasn't it? That anything that happened sort of pre-COVID feels like it wasn't a part of the same year. Yeah. But. All right, most popular wrestler. It's, internet has been a bit in between. Orange Cassidy. Mm. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Moxley was second, Drew was third. Drew McIntyre third. Yeah, I can I can see that. I think the thing is, it's interesting with these, isn't it? Because sometimes people get pretty offended by it. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, what? there's nothing to be offended about. Like, if you disagree with it and you've got your own, then that's, you know, your, your own list is more important to you than someone else's. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. You know, when we do our top 10 stuff, that's just top 10. It's personal to us. You know, people can completely disagree. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's always, it's just subjective, isn't it? Like, best match of the year. Like, what are you going to base that on? 
how many moves were hit, how many times someone did a certain thing. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's why it, it's just strange. It's funny. There's no reason to ever get offended by them sort of things, but it, I suppose it is interesting. Yeah. Well, like I said, my match of the year last year was Walter Dragunov, but. And that was a fucking hell of a match. But because Hangman. Yeah, I think having a crowd does help that match, though, with Hangman and Omega versus the Young Bucks. Because, like we said, that was probably the last major show that had a crowd. So it kind of does help a bit with full finishes. I think it was. Because, it, I mean, AEW-wise, FTR versus Young Bucks would have been... You know, we, we were looking forward to that. And it really... And it lived up to expectations, as we said in the review. But, yeah. you know, you can... Just like everything else last year, but in front of a crowd, you can only just really imagine... You know how that would have gone down, but I'm sure we'll get that eventually in the future when we can. Oh, definitely. So, just gotta, gotta sit it all out, I suppose, and just wait, wait and see. Yeah, right. Most hated wrestler, which is basically like the best heel. It says MJF. It's gotta be. Nope, he came third. Oh, of course okay. He did. But it was someone in WWE. Seth freaking Rollins. Got of course, it would be. Uh, to be fair though, Jay, you don't like Seth Rollins. Yeah, but he doesn't well, watch. I don't, the... I don't like. Yeah, but I don't like him because he's a heel. I just don't like him. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't seen. <laughs> he's, this... he's a heel then. Yeah, but he hasn't seen his <laughs> heel run, has he? So he doesn't know what to say. To be fair, don't his heel to... run has been very good. Yeah. Don't so... want to really. I couldn't care less. Second was Roman. <laughs> yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, I don't great. think. I don't think Roman beats MJF though. Because MJF's on another level with fucking heelness. He's got super, it's super it's heel different, heat. It's a different type of heel, though, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, this one, for comeback of the year, who would you say had comeback of the year? Oh, it's got to be Edge, isn't it? Um, no, shaking not, his head. Not, no. even in, not, okay. even in, not even in their top four. Well, let me think about this. Is it is it from WWE? Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> Sasha well, Banks? Who, Nope. Uh, let me think about it. Come back of the year. Oh, it's got um, Charlotte then. Nope. Fiend? Nope. You're not going to get this. Orton came second. Okay. Even though he's not come had a comeback. What brand? WWE. Yeah, but what brand? Raw. <laughs> um, Raw. Hang on. I don't know what... In a way, I don't know why I asked, because I can't remember who's on Raw and SmackDown, because they just... I got really, clean, mate. I got people, clean. Sh- people show up all over the shop, don't they? The winner was MVP. Okay. I mean, yeah. I kind Fair of understand enough. it because, like I've been saying, he's made the hurt business and that run from when he came back from Rumble has been pretty yeah. good. Yeah. He lives up to his namesake, to be fair to him. Yeah, like I said, Orton was second. Third was Eric Young, which I kind of understand. Yeah, I can see that 100%. And fourth place was Asuka. Okay. Okay. Uh, most improved. Who would you say got most improved? I mean, in what basis? Like, and what? Well, Orange, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> well, from like, what would, say, what would you say is most improved? Let me guess. Well, WWE again. Yeah. This is, this, is. <laughs> but this isn't. This is another shocking one, I'd say, but not in a not in a, in a weird way. Most improved. I don't know how to interpret that. Well, do they mean most Im- improved as in like, like their in-ring like, work? Or yeah, yeah, like, like their push. Like gimmick, personality, that kind of stuff. Roman Reigns. No. I'd say Roman or Big E. Not, I'll, go, I'll go in reverse order. Fourth was Jay Uso. Okay, yeah. Which I, I'd, I'd agree with. Third, Otis. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I kind of agree. Second, Ricky Starks. Yeah, that's true. Mm, okay, yeah. And the number one, Drew McIntyre. Uh, well, to be fair, yeah. Looking at it from a push and yeah. how he's packaged, I can yeah. He's I had a, completely he, see that. He had a much better 2020 than he had 2019, so forth. Oh, he's had a cracking year. And it's Is that really the end of it then, Ashley? No, We've got even more things to bang on about. There's a couple of more. There's Indie Wrestle of the Year. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> well, I was to say, Indie Wrestle of the Year was Warhorse, which we saw on Dynamite once. Oh, I didn't like okay. it. Inspira- I it was really interesting. Annoying as fuck. Uh, oh, man. I thought it was pretty cool. Inspiration of the Year was Shad. Yeah, that's... That, yeah. that's yeah. Speaking Out Movement came third. Which I'm. Oh, hang on, hang on. Why the fuck are we voting on. For inspiration? For insp- inspiration? Yeah, inspiration. How has the speaking out movement got anything to do with wrestling uh, other than wrestlers see, were involved? Look, no, this is where I got that, that, That's now. got nothing to do with wrestling, though, has it? Hang Not on. really. And the thing is, if you're going to put it in a list, you put it as number one, for fuck's sake. Like, or, or just don't include it at all. That's just how can speak, for a start. Well, how can speak... I mean, I, I get that the whole idea of the speaking out movement is inspirational, but why the fuck do you then grade that? In terms of like, well, it was inspirational, but it wasn't quite as inspirational as this. Like, no, it doesn't fucking matter. It? Yeah, it doesn't matter that's where it sits on in a grade. That's, right? that's, that's, that's done me. Well, do you know what's really annoying? As I literally <laughs> just said a few minutes ago, you shouldn't get offended about these lists. But that is a, that is a piss take. Well, Shad, Shad getting number one yeah, is understandable because what he, how he... It's understandable, mate. But at the end of the day, you cannot put a fucking rating system on how in, important... The speaking out movement was. That's, that's a load pathetic, of bollocks. That's, that's, that's absolutely bollocks. fucking pathetic. Shouldn't fucking don't, you don't grade. It's it ruined people's lives. But aside from the people that the names that come out where it's ruined their lives, it's the people's lives that they affected. That's the whole reason there was a speaking out movement. Yeah, you know, these are people that couldn't come out and speak out for so long. It was inspirational when one did, one you know one person does it prompts the next person to do it, which then prompts more people. That is the inspiration. I'm, I want to make really clear, and Jay is going to want to make really clear as as, as well. We the the reason that's so stupid is that you shouldn't rank something like that. It doesn't. It shouldn't be in a ranking. It's it's too serious to be included in a fucking yeah. silly wrestling list. Uh, absolutely, you know? that's what I mean. It, it yeah, as Russ just said. Because of the, the seriousness and the gravity of it and, and what it meant to a lot of people, you should, you should just, even just out of respect, you shouldn't even put that in a list of, of something. You, you can't, as Russ said, you can't rank something like that. No. I get I get the idea of it is that, look, it was inspirational. So I suppose it's still trying to say, look, it, this was an inspirational thing that happened. So to look at it like that, all right, okay, cool. Yeah, because it was inspirational. There is no doubt about it. It really was inspirational, but I just disagree with ranking it. Yeah, absolutely. And if and if you're going to rank it, then you know, don't don't dig that hole for yourself because I just don't think that looks very good. I think if anything, it downplays the importance and the seriousness that the speaking out movement was. It's mm. shit that it had to happen in the first place. It should have never had to have happened because those things shouldn't have have gone on mm. to cause people to need to be speaking out. But you know, the fact that it did, don't rank it. That is a rent. Yeah. <laughs> one more one more award, which was Rookie of the Year, was given to Dominic Mysterio. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. I like how you tr- tried to end that on a nicer note, but... Well, second WWE was, again. Well, second was Anna Jay, so... Well, couldn't be a Rookie <laughs> of the Year in AEW, because they don't fucking use rookies, do they? 
Um, try watching Dark and see how. Many yeah, but nobody watches that, there. do they? <laughs> well, I think they do. If you if you look at the views on YouTube, and to be honest, plenty of people watch yeah, it. Yeah, but most of them were fucking used maybe the year before. No, actually, no. Right, Brian just because you want to just just because you want to suck Vince McMahon's cock, that's up to you, guys. Listen, listen. Can't we all just love wrestling? <laughs> no, it's not possible. Like what, can't we just like what we like? You can't you like know. wrestling. You have to shit on everything. <laughs> they won. Hey, WWE didn't win Wrestle of the Year or most popular or match. Give them, give them that credit. Good. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's all like what we like and move on from that one. Yeah, all right. I'd rather not. Just for the people listening, I mean, this isn't the first time that we've had this discussion. Just wait. This is not the tenth. This is not the tenth time this has come Just up. Just wait until Just not being recorded. Wait until the Observer Awards come out, and all the worst stuff will be WWE. Trust me. Any more news? Um, probably. Yeah, there probably is. We've just forgotten about it because of that bullshit. Well, one one thing I one thing I've just remembered is um, New Japan deal in J- America to be the next week or so. Oh, okay. Apparently, do you know what it is for the UK? No, no idea. I think it might be the might, might be the same. It might be an, same announcement. Oh, GM mode not being on the AEW console game. Well, they're making a GM mode game for the app. Yeah, but it was there was for mobile. Yeah, but they were saying it was going to be on both games, didn't they? To begin with. Uh, I don't think they... Possibly, I, I wouldn't like to say yes or no on that because I'm not sure. But I mean, even if it's even if they did say that, but it was a big deal when um, it came out. Yeah, even yeah, if they, even they, if they announced they did, it for the mobile. Yeah, even if they did say that, which I don't think they did, but if they did, it's not a big deal because they are still, as Russ said, they are still making it for mobile. So it's not like they said they're going to do something and they just completely don't do it at all. Well, it's the fact that it came out like. That was a big deal when they said when it was on wrestling sites uh, on Facebook. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather? Yeah, but okay, but wouldn't you rather have GM mode on something like a mobile where it will continuously be updated? Which I'm wouldn't assuming you it would rather be. <laughs> live from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can cut that. That's fine. Now I keep that in as intro. Intro. That's replacing the. Yeah, fuck the question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind, but it's. The way that the way the way no pleasing some the, people the, is there. The, but the way they were, <laughs> the way they were wording it this week on, the, on like what culture and cult it was like it was meant to happen on the console games. Yeah, but so what? So I, I mean I don't know. So what? You're nitpicking now. You're splitting Pe- hairs. <laughs> people are st- yeah, but you, you're still going to get it. It's not like they're not going to make it in any form at all. No, but it's you know it's. They're acting as if it was... Can't people just be grateful for what they've got? No! Exactly! I mean, can't people just be grateful that it's actually coming? And we're actually going to be getting it? Like... I think it's got it's got to be the theme for this year. I mean, we people just be grateful. Yeah. Come on, man. It doesn't... Even wrestling itself is a good lesson. Ash, you said it on, on the show once, actually. Um, I think sometimes you just take things for what they are. Bad stuff in wrestling, you know... When we say bad stuff in wrestling, I mean like, you know, if something didn't impress you or it was boring or whatever reason you didn't like something, just learn to laugh at it. You know, it's wrestling, isn't it, at the end of the day? And yeah, you've just to been games, told, boy. <laughs> you've just been told, boy, and you've been told by your own fucking analogy on another show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get it. I, I understand if some people are a bit miffed about it, but, 
I mean, yeah, you got to look at the brighter side. I you? can understand. Still going to get it. Like, I can, I can understand it because in a way, I can see where Ashley's coming from because I can understand it in a way because a lot of people still don't like playing mobile games. They like to play just console games, and I can understand that. So again, like if they did actually say that they would do it on the console game, and now they're not. Like I can understand the frustration to a point, but at the same time, like we are going to still be getting it, like in some mm. form. So it's like it's not all bad news, is it? <laughs> exactly. If anything, I think they need to make a mobile uh, game for themselves, kind of like Pokemon Go, but where you have to roam the world. <laughs> you have to roam the world, and you have to go. search. <laughs> yeah, all elite go, and you have to roam the world searching for Riho. Well, I'd, I'd be looking forward to Kong because I don't know where she is either. Well, she, yeah, but she left the company, so that's that's. No, she's still. For, I think she's it? still technically part of the roster. Well, all right. I think anyway. So yeah, there's an idea for you all. This, then, uh, yeah, all elite go. <laughs> <laughs> right, you have, to, you have to beat him in a match to uh to get him on your roster, and to beat him, you have to tap 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 as fast as you can. You can't uh, catch him. It's a Cody man. <laughs> <laughs> that's ironic. The only way to win is to tap out. Does anyone tap out in AEW? Well, I meant tap. I meant tap the screen, but yeah, we can go with that as well. Or <laughs> <laughs> <All> cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's an idea. <laughs> right, should we? Let's let's go through some quick highlights for some of the the TV shows of the week. Then um, we'll start with SmackDown because we're recording this on the fifteenth of January. SmackDown is going to air tonight. This by the time this is out tomorrow. Uh, Smackdown for this week would have already been and gone so unfortunately we can't see the future we'll have to talk about the one from last week <laughs> so anything interesting happen Ashley Adam Pearce is the number one contender against Roman Reigns from Royal Rumble that is interesting former NWA who's Adam Pearce former NWA champion from about 10-15 years ago Back- scrap daddy yeah backstage personality I've called him the John Lionitis of this new era because he kind of, uh, he kind of is similar, yeah. The way similar, the way they yeah. put him on TV kind of feels like when Lower Lions came on, yeah, but not as good. He's very similar. Uh, did mention though briefly on uh, the New Japan Night Two, uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night Two review that Shinsuke got a very good outing in that gauntlet to crown the number one contender. Yeah, he, he, I think he started from the beginning, and only because Jey Uso and Roman Reigns beat him up, they kind of uh, screwed him out of the uh, number one contender. So. Yeah, they, but he's getting a title shot now, isn't he? Before the Rumble, he fought, which, he's with, he's got a match with Jay tonight. Not, not RJ, but Uso. <laughs> <laughs> Although I like to see, Jay'd love that. I like to see Shinsuke just kick the shit out of Jay. But anyway, <laughs> which one? You, you bastard! Oh, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's that could be the much needed push that we've all wanted to see Shinsuke get. So and it does sound we'll like have to a, wait and see where that goes. It does sound like it's a face turn as well, but you never know with WWE, you might fuck it up. Ooh. No, you never know. And that'll bring us into Monday Night Raw, because one of the biggest things that come out of Raw is obviously this this Ric Flair, Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair angle. And still can't really work out if Charlotte's meant to be heel or face, but obviously the storyline in layman's terms is Lacey and Ric Flair are banging. <laughs> Even though he's just got married... It's weird because Ric Flair got married what last year. Lacey Evans is married because they've had a and they had however daughter not too long ago on TV. It's another case of whatever you have in reality, reality isn't real. That WWE is real. Well, or it's a case that WWE 
forgets themselves or just thinks that the audience forgets what they've already seen. Yeah. Previously on TV. Because what I, I heard the week before when he tripped up Charlotte was a botch, but they've seemed to go with it as no, it was real. I, t- I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to judge it yet. I know a lot of people don't like it, but see what comes out of it, I suppose. Lacey Evans got the win on Raw, so it's already starting to do something, I suppose, isn't it? You've got to look at the, the positives. Lacey beat Charlotte, and not many people would have seen that coming. So, but oh. yeah, w- whether or not... It, Charlotte's just... The only thing that I'd say about it at the minute that doesn't really work is that Charlotte's not very... She's not a very sympathetic babyface. No. Because she's pushed as a as a huge star, like the, probably the biggest women star in WWE. And, and I think rightfully so, like she is a huge star. But it's difficult to garner any sympathy for them when they're babyface. And because she also makes such a good heel and she's quite heelish in, in her promos and her personality. She, I don't know. Well, it just doesn't quite work for me when she's a face really, but she's a flair. She should be heel nonstop. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, raw, um, raw was, uh, yeah, like we said before, <laughs> it suffered a bit. It suffered a bit because of the COVID things. And, you know, if, if, Obviously, Drew wasn't on there. He'd recorded bits on his mobile, which they broke up through the night. Yeah. Um, just one of him saying, you know, confirming he had COVID. Another one later on, just addressing his match with Bill Goldberg. And yeah, just just a weird night. Jeff Hardy had two matches. Matt Riddle had two matches. They lost the first match, so they wanted a second match. That was kind of odd. Again, I suppose you can only do what you can do with the situation being what it is. But bit more weird stuff going around with the Rumble. Like, um, who was it that said they wanted to be in the Rumble but had to... Uh, Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drew Gulak says, like, he wants to enter himself into the Rumble. And then Adam Pearce is like, no, you've got to beat AJ Styles to do it. Yeah, everybody else has been putting themselves into the Rumble. And then later on in the night, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose lose to Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and then announce straight away they're going to be in the Rumble. <laughs> so it's like, well, okay... Whatever then, fucking raw is what it is. Isn't well, it? we've got to talk about the best moment with uh, Triple H returning. Triple H obviously coming out to fill because it was meant to be Orton and McIntyre main event. Yeah, and obviously McIntyre couldn't be there, so Triple H opens the show up as a bit of a long segment with Orton, and they go down that whole like Orton, you know, says Stephanie's got him by the balls and stuff. So Triple H has to go out and defend his honor at the end of the night, but. Uh, didn't, the match didn't really end, did it? It was kind of like it was, it was a brawl, and then Triple H set the sledgehammer on fire, which was a fucking awesome visual. Well, he I didn't do it himself. He didn't do it himself, but yeah. Well, no, yeah, but sledgehammer on fire, and then, but the, the segment was really just to build up to Alexa Bliss throwing the fireball into Orton's face. Yeah. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see where it goes. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know how they top an Inferno match. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I'm holding out hope for it. I think it's got everything in place to be really good. Uh, it, it's going to lead to something at Rumble. If it, That's got to. Even, even if it's a Fiend match or he helps eliminate Orton at Rumble, we'll see. What about Impact? Little bits from Impact. Omega got a bit naughty this see week. Impact. I, I, I saw something that he, um, he went on there and like started a riot or something. But there was a riot going on. Yeah, him and the, well, last week him and the Good Brothers beat shit out of Rich Swan, and then this week I think they got the revenge, but bit of revenge had on on Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers this week. But yeah, we'll probably get into more of that when we go through our predictions for Hard to Kill, which is coming up this Saturday. 
But yeah, Impact was was interesting this week. But Dynamite, I think, sounds like it, it probably stole it because I haven't been able to watch Dynamite all the way through yet. But Jay, you have smashed it out. Oh yeah. So tell us what were some of the biggest things from Dynamite this week? Yeah, it was great. So um, you was there was supposed to be a match with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, against the Varsity Blondes, but then it turned out, this. but then it turned out that it was. Um, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So two employees of Impact have actually had their first match on AEW Dynamite. That's amazing, isn't which it? Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they actually had a match on Dynamite. It's a sick man, <laughs> wasn't it? Because it's Varsity um, Blondes. And um, who was the third guy? What was his name? Uh, it was the um, it was the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight. Oh, okay. It was yeah, a good nice. match. And, yeah, funny thing about it as well is obviously Don Callis comes out and... Um, <laughs> He's on the mic, and it obviously sounds like he's building up to um, announce that the Young Bucks are coming out, and he just don't, and he actually just announces the Good Brothers. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> Doug Callis is brilliant, though, isn't he? Like, it's so yeah. good seeing him on TV. He's great. Yeah, uh, Moxley came out, cut a promo, and said that Don Callis looks like a used car salesman. <laughs> he's that's bang on. <laughs> <laughs> great, great piece of Moxley. <laughs> That is honestly, that's so legit. Pack and Eddie Kingston, really good match. Nice. Um, main event was... TNT title. It was the TNT title, yeah. It was between um, Darby Allen and uh, Brian Cage, the machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interference. Uh, Ricky Starks comes out and then like it goes black and Sting comes out and batters him with a baseball bat. <laughs> Actually getting involved. Um, that's the first yeah, time well, he's, physical, first time he's yeah. actually got involved, yeah. Do you think the right man won? <laughs> it's a great match from what I've seen so far of it. Like, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like there were some really kind of crazy bumps and stuff, but... It was a really good match. Yeah. I, know... I mean, c- can you really take the title off of Derby so soon? Because, mm. I mean, Ash, like, you think about it, you're saying that they don't push, like, the younger talent. It's just a weird one, though, isn't it? Because, like, Derby Allen is a younger talent. Like, you can't deny that. And he's been, you know, uh, he's being booked as a TNT champion. He's got the title. It's nice he defended it because it feels like he's been champion for ages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then also, I don't know. I think a lot of people were expecting maybe more from Brian Cage at this point. Well, I know the internet were upset with the finish because the internet can't accept anything. Well, walk us through it then, as soon as you're there. Well, wasn't it a roll up from the top rope or something like that? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And people, right. people are upset because. Brian Cage weighs much more than Darby Allen. That it's not, yeah. really, that it's not realistic. And it, it it was a bit strange to be honest. Like basically, they were both on the on the turnbuckle, and um, yeah, a crucifix bar. It, 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 yeah, it looks like something. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a crucifix. It, it looks like it looked like a. Well, it sort of was. Sort of wasn't. Yeah, it looks like the Derby was going for like a back suplex or something. But. Um, Basically, what it was, was just like, well, it was, yeah, it was a bit strange. He basically just like sort of pulls him off and then Brian Cage lands square on him. And as Ash said, like, he weighs a lot more. So that, you know, genuinely would have hurt Harvey Allen. But yeah, he just, it's just like a, a roll up, like a quick roll up sort of thing. But from the turnbuckle, it was a bit strange. But, but, if, but if the finish was Sting hits Cage with a baseball bat, then he does a roll up. Does that make a difference or? Well, wouldn't that make Derby look weak? I was going to say that would make that like make Derby look a bit of a heel, then, wouldn't it? Really? Well, yeah, exactly. Sort of but maybe to win. 
yeah, maybe weak's the, the a wrong word. I, I don't mean to sort of, you know, be patronising with that. But yeah, it was a the, strange the faces thing. shouldn't be cheating to win, should they? But, but how... I know it's wrestling and wrestling's not real, but how do you make it realistic without a guy his oh, size? You shouldn't, you shouldn't say things like that on this podcast, Ashley. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> wrestling's you'll, fucking you'll real get, to you'll, me. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get Vader coming along fucking pulling you out of a chair and smashing you about on the floor. <laughs> that was a good segment, that was. <laughs> Taker played that off so cool as well. But no, he's, he's got a point though. Like, it's the same for... Um, we won't go into it all now, but you know, when you get into gender matches and stuff, like a lot of people complain because like, Oh, is it realistic? But I'll be honest with you. I mean, I can, I can, I can name a few women that I would guarantee you would beat the fuck out of me in real life. Yeah. It depends on it. If it's done right <coughs> and it looks right. But obviously in this instance, Darby does look considerably smaller than Brian cage. So yeah. it's not that, but, but at the same time, it shouldn't be that Brian could never beat a Brian cage. I suppose it is just how it's how it's executed. But yeah. if fans are... I suppose the best way to tell sometimes is really sit a casual viewer in front of it and see what they say. So if you sit a casual viewer in, you know, they're not a smart mark, they're none of this, this nonsense or anything, you know, and they're not like us and, you know, talk about ins and outs and all this sort of stuff and, and look at wrestling in different ways. If they can just sit down and look at it for what it is as it's being presented to them, if they turn around and go, no way... If they turn around and then start questioning how real wrestling is, then I think you can turn around and go, yeah, they, there might be a bit of an issue there. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I couldn't have put it better. Honestly, I could not have put that better myself. Absolutely right, yeah. True. That's probably the best way, but I don't know. I mean, look, Derby's getting a push. Brian Cage is on TV. Again, got to take it for what it is, really. It was it was a good match. From, from what I can tell him, from what Jay's saying, you know, I'll be checking it out. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it. So that's what yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it is great. It, but is it, it did feel it did feel like Sting getting involved did take away from that though, which, which could be a good thing. Yeah, but it's it, having Sting's name with Darby Allen. I still think is a good thing. Whether you yeah, can make those agree comparisons or not, I agree with it. I can't make comparisons at all. I mean, I don't see why people say that, but I can. Uh, I agree with with him. Sort of like having his back. Really, I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's cool. Do you want to talk uh, briefly about the Inner Circle segment? Because it set up a really interesting <laughs> match for the next week. Because oh, I have seen that. Literally, right, the best quote out of that whole segment was, your, why is your hand darker than your face? <laughs> was that, who was that for? Uh, San, I think it was either Santana or Ortiz when he goes to shake MJF's hand and he goes, why is your hand darker than your face? <laughs> <laughs> Make a reference to the fake tan. I don't know, man. I, th- well, this was, from what I saw, this was really interesting. Mm. If the only thing that bothers me is remember when Jericho and Hager were meant to be the tag team I, I well, knew you were going to say that yeah Guevara actually comes out and calls Jericho a tag team slut and then the crowd are like cheering it as well it's so exactly because they had all you know they were the sex gods and then yeah. Jericho Ashley's right though I mean it was a number of months ago Jericho come out and yeah. made this statement with Hager saying they were going to team up now and they were going to take over the tag team division. Yeah. Then they had like I think one tag match, and then that was kind of the last thing you heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I think him and MGF are the better fit. In, yeah. If I'll you do go by well. um, personality wise, and, and yeah. I I like the dynamic between Sammy and Hager. You got the Sammy Hager, the big guy. Yeah. There you go. Sammy's going to do all your acrobatic stuff. Hager's going to you know go in and pummel. Um. 
I kind of felt I kind of felt sorry for Wardlow though because I'm banging on about tag teams and he just stood there like, yeah, I'm not in one. <laughs> I, I love that though. That's going to all play into a good story in the end. I think this is this is a really this is one of my favourite storylines at the moment in yeah. AEW. I really do like Wardlow though. I think he's so underrated. I really really do like. Wardlow. But what would what should you do with the only real tag team though? And San and um... Santana Ortiz. Well, this is why they have to win, surely. Well, yeah, but then that's but that's the thing. But if they lose, then that's going to cause more dissension in the ranks. That's true. So you never that's know. True. Like this is it's going to be it's really interesting. I'm genuinely interested to see this and to find out who's going to win it. Because yeah. to break that down, then that's obviously so. Next week on Dynamite, you're going to get Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. It's it's a tri- it's a triple threat tag team match. So it's them going against Jake Hagar and Sammy Guevara, going against MJF and Chris Jericho. And I mean, take your pick. Anyone could really win that. I would say I, I'm going to go on a limb. I don't. We don't usually do predictions for it, but I'm going to say Sammy and Hagar, MGF and Jericho, just because they're the two that you would expect to win at the least. I, in my opinion, so I'm, I'm going to say that. Well, we'll have to just wait and see, won't we? No, oh, we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for for Dynamite was that it kind of looked like it solidified. There's there is now a, a worked. Thankfully, I <laughs> worked, but there is now the war between AEW and Impact is on. Because like when Jay was saying about Moxie coming out, a big brawl erupted, didn't it? Yeah. And then, you know, AEW locker room was coming out and yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know like, how this is. Yeah, the the Bucks the Bucks got their teeth kicked down their throat by um, Penta and Phoenix. <laughs> wow, <laughs> there you go. It's, it's still shaping up to be really interested and it's hard to predict what's going to happen next and yeah. that is the stuff you fucking love in it. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it plays any part in Hard to Kill. Right, lads. So, well... Last last bit of wrestling for the week was NXT, and to be honest, not a lot happened. But it does seem like they're going to build for... It sounds like they're building for Pete Dunne to be the next challenger, if not um, Killer Cross. I'd love to see Harry. Pete Dunne with it. I would as well, yeah. I'd love to see Pete Dunne with it. NXT's still good. I, th- I think it's still good programming. But yeah, I, move it away from Wednesdays. Let's, let's stop this silly Wednesday night war business. Don't need it. They're both good shows. You know, on average, they're both good shows. We don't need the board, do we? Move them away. Nope, Thur- exactly. Thursday's free. <laughs> that's pretty much it for, for the week. I'm sure we've probably missed some bits, but, you know, if there's anything we missed and um, you guys listening thought was a big highlight for the week, comment below, let us know. And, um, yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to... <laughs> we'll pick it up again next week. But, yeah, I suppose it's probably time for our Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill predictions. So... The, the competition's on now because I, I was, you know, the competition's on. If we'd have done predictions for TLC, I said before I'd have nailed it. I'm determined to get a perfect sheet. A perfect sheet for the entire wow. year. That's what I'm going for. We'll have to just wait and see. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get fucked in the first one, isn't it? I am looking forward to this Impact pay-per-view, though, this one. I am, yeah. First, um, well, first American pay-per-view of the year. So, yeah. And with everything going on, like we said, with Dynamite and what's been going on on Impact as well with Omega, Good Brothers, potentially Young Bucks as well. You don't know. I mean, maybe we will see people from AEW show up, but that's what's making it exciting, isn't it? But I'm, even that aside, there's some really good matches on this card on paper. I am interested. I'm more interested. I'm interested in the show, but I'm interested on how many um, views they get. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it does really well. They deserve it. Yeah. The first match I want to talk about is the barbed wire massacre between Eddie Edwards oh. and Sammy Callahan. Yes, I'm looking okay. forward to this shit. Well, 
But yeah, that's going to be a really good match. And I think... Just because I don't really like Sammy Callahan, I'm going to go Eddie Edwards. I'm going Sammy Callahan. I'm going for Sammy with interference by um, Ken Shamrock. That's what I mean. You're going to get interference. There's oh, no way Shamrock doesn't make an appearance. So if Eddie Edwards wins, then... <laughs> yeah, if Eddie Edwards wins, then you fucked us both already for the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another match is the Karate Man versus Ethan Page. Now... It, <laughs> I love that. I don't look... I, I, every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> Maybe, right, the Karate Man wins with outside interference from Steve Blackman. This is the year, I'm telling you. Steve Blackman is going to come back to professional wrestling where he belongs this year. Steve Blackman, I'm in your corner. It's happening. Three men, one fall. We will. We are fighting for Steve Blackman to come back to pro wrestling. Yeah, we'll sponsor I'd that. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I, I think it's been announced that even Page is leaving Impact Wrestling. And it's, they've already recorded those shows. So, And this is his alter ego against himself. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. How do you pick? Should we pick a winner for this? Because it's got to be some sort of cinematic deal, right? I, I like to I'm think so. Pick. Um, I'm going to pick Karate Man. But like, even if you pick, even if you pick Ethan Page, it's not going to matter because they're the same bloke, aren't they? So it's a win-win. I'm going to say Ethan Page. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Ethan Page. But honestly, I don't really know, and I don't even know whether or not this is going to be so much a match or. Hmm. You know, you remember where, with Moose and EC3, it wasn't really a match, was it? It'll be cool to see anyway. Well, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be funny. Karate man all the way. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> uh, let's see. The next match we'll talk about is an in-the-gender tag team match with Rosemary mm. and Crazy, Crazy Steve versus Tennille Dashwood in Calab. With a K. I, with I, a K. I'm going to go with um, Tennille Dashwood on that one. <laughs> I'll, yeah. go with, I'll go with Rosemary and Crazy Steve because they just got back together. Yeah, I'm going to say them. I think... I'm, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Tennille Dashwood and Collab because, um, again, if, if if they win, that's fucked you both for the year. So <laughs> That's it. It's, mm. a, it's a competition now this year. Like we're, we're taking this quite seriously. So we'll be keeping uh, a tally in points as we yeah. go through. I hope you're right. We should have down for Wrestle Kingdom, shouldn't we, really? Sure, but we, we're starting it now. Hard to kill, hard to predict. Uh, but what's next? Well, there's a triple threat for the X Division title. It mm. is Manic, the champion, versus Chris Bay and Raju, who was a champion at Banff Glory. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a retain on this one because Manic is uh, TJP, but as the suicide character. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm he's current go. champion though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a new I'm gonna, he's Yeah, I'm going to go for a retain. Manic's going to retain, I reckon. I, yeah, I guess, just because of the, the character. No, I'll go I'll go for a retain as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll go retain. There we go, we all agree on that one. All right. that'll, that'll be the one we're all wrong on. <laughs> yeah, Chris Bay's going to win. Yeah. Uh, a singles match for the... Uh, NXT, you almost said that, didn't you? Singles match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Uh, Dorina Perazzo? Am I getting that wrong? Diona Perazzo. Yeah. Diona, yeah. Yeah. And she's got... She's a champion again after winning it back not long after Battle of Glory. Mm. And she's fighting Tyra Valkyrie. For me, this is a hard one to call because it could go either way. Um, 
I'm, I've got mine. Probably going to say a retain by Diana Perazzo. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm saying retain. It's tough. I can see it happening, but I'm going to go Valkyrie. I see another uh, champion retaining the title. Oh, all right then. But uh, I won't be surprised if Valkyrie wins. No, this in all seriousness could go either way. But this is what I'm really. This is one of the ones I'm looking forward to most on the card. I think this will be a really good match. All right, nearly there. We've got two more matches for the first time since 2013. There is going to be new Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. That's mental, isn't it? Considering the last tag team champions was um, ODB and Eric Young. Yeah, that's how long ago was that? That was so long. Well, like I said, 2013. Yeah. Uh, the the two teams are Havoc and Nevaeh? Nevaeh. I think it. I think it's Nevaeh. Nevaeh. Havoc and Nevaeh. Yeah. And their opponents are Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm probably going to go for Havoc and Nevaeh on this one. If I'm right, they're the, the heel group. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for them. Hogan and Steels. I think that you have to have a face, tam, face, a face team win it. Yeah, maybe. What about you, Russ? I agree with him, but at the same time, I disagree because it's it's always, like we said before, the face chasing the heel champion tends to be usually more successful. I'm going to go the heels. I'm going with you, Jay. Nice. And then, obviously, a, a little main event that's happening. In the fact just, that just a little one, yeah, just, just the, a little just, one. Just the fact it's Kenny fucking Omega and the good fucking brothers with Don Callis, <laughs> <laughs> brother, brother, and they are going against the Impact Champion of Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and Moose Moose Jay's boy I Moose. I don't, I don't think I don't think I even need to um, <laughs> tell you my my one for this. <laughs> I suppose we're all going to say the same winner for this, aren't we? Look, yeah. we, we all know for a, we all know for a fact that Kenny and Maybe the Good Brothers are going to win. There's, there's no, there is absolute no doubt about that. You know it's going to happen. So as soon as you, might as, well be... just, you might as well just go with it and then be right. As soon as he got announced, it was an obvious choice. It's going to be hilarious if he doesn't. I'm just saying, like what I swerve that will be though if Rich Swan wins. But well, if they win, it won't be Kenny Omega that gets pinned. No. no. So well, if we're all say, I mean. So all three of us are saying that we think Omega and Good Brothers are winning it. Yeah, and we could Absolutely. be wrong, and I, and it'll be interesting if we are, like if we are because you know to see what would happen. I just think that'll be amazing. But if, if we're all saying the same, who's going to take the pinfall? Swan. If 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 Moose pins Omega, I'm never watching wrestling again. <laughs> I'm putting that out there now. <laughs> I, to be honest, if Moose pins him. That'll be that'll be amazing. If you got to think about it, like the scenes no. that would cause. I'm, I'm hoping no. for a false finish. He is, where he does he that is the unofficial heavyweight champion. Well, he can stay unofficial as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so who's okay? So if if Omega and Good Brothers are winning, who's taking the pinfall? Swan by Young Bucks of Superkick. Oh, that's bold. That is bold. <laughs> it's as bold as you. You knew that was coming. Well, you knew yeah. it was coming. No, but on. but in all fairness, it could happen. It could. Maybe I think I think Omega's gonna um, gonna one winged angel Swan, and then that's it. And they're probably that's probably gonna lead it to a match of Omega and Swan for uh, unification title. 
And then Omega's going to take that and he'll have three championships on his belt. Because <laughs> he's still got the AAA. There's, there's so much that can happen. Maybe yeah, Moxley, even Moxie might make an appearance. You never know. You never know. The thing is, is that it depends how they play this. Because if it, if the story is going to be it's AEW versus Impact, then technically AEW should be supporting Kenny. So if, if Moxie did come out and doesn't support Kenny, does that mean Moxie's turning his back on AEW? Like, how does it all tie in? There's well, so many true. like different threads, yeah, isn't there, that you could do with this. I know this is a WWE thing, but how many times on like a Raw versus SmackDown type tag team match has one guy from one show helped out the other team? Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I can see it happening, but it might be a different show, but it's all under the same company. Like, this is completely uncharted territory. Well, it's, it's not like it's two shows from the same company. It's... It's, well, it's two not, different companies. It's not like it's never ever been done before between no. companies, but not to this level. Yeah, it, like in the way that it's currently being done, it is. It does feel very new and yep. very fresh. And when you think about it, Omega's the only non-impact wrestler. If it was the other way around, yeah, exactly. Yeah, could they have made it more interesting with the titles being on the line? I, well, I, I think yeah, that will come later on. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Would you really want to do that all in one go? And let's be honest. Only the good brothers from Impact have appeared on AEW. If they had, Yet. if they had Swan on like this week's Dynamite, it could have made it more of got more viewers. But because I reckon, because because people knew who Good uh, Anna, Gallows and Anderson were before. Yeah, exactly. I don't think many people would say, "Oh, which which Swan, the guy that was two hundred five live." If we're saying if we're saying Kenny and the Good Brothers are winning, which we are, but I, I will say if Rich Swan. Moose and Saban do win. I think Rich Swan will get the pin over Omega because it'll be a shock victory. No, and like what, what you're kind of saying there, because Ashley's got kind of he's got a point with you know more people. Even like we've said previously on the show with Omega, not, he wouldn't have been as big a name in the West because he he made his name predominantly over in the East. But I would still argue that more people would probably know Omega as opposed to a Rich Swan at this stage, at least anyway. So, you know, maybe also, if that was a case in a, in a tag match, I think you could get away with that being a big shock victory. And I, I do think that would be really interesting. But another thing that people have forgotten is Chris Saban was a Impact World Champion. Only for two weeks, but he was a world champion. He was a guy that has, it kind of felt like disappeared off American TV for a long time as well. Yeah. Well, we will find out this Saturday at Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. And we'll see how many we all got right. But I'm really looking forward to the show. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, man. Well, I think that just about wraps up our roll-up. So thank you, everybody, once again, for tuning in to us. This has been the weekly roll-up. 1,001 downloads was reached today. And it is huge. We are so, so thankful. Like we said at the beginning, guys, obviously, we've got GCW coming up. So much gratitude we're able to be a sponsor for the show. So make sure you check that out as well. Hard to kill this Saturday. We've got a good month of wrestling. We've got Rumble coming up later on in the month. Yeah, we'll see what that's like. And then, of course, next week we will have our review for Hard to Kill coming out. And you will not want to miss that because we will see just how fucking wrong we all were. <laughs> so no, I think this is the only impact pay-per-view ever that I'm actually looking forward to watching. <laughs> Oof. I don't know. I like Impact. Impact these days is, is solid. It's good. Yeah. And especially with everything going on. It's great. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have to see, won't we? Right. 
Thanks everyone for listening. You can find us on many, many platforms. Everywhere you go, we are there. Fucking everywhere. We're like a bloody rash. <laughs> and if you can give us comments and rate us, we'll re- uh, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we yes. will. Absolutely. Feedback is one thing that we really would like to hear. We'd like to hear from our listeners. Absolutely. I think iTunes is the only podcast platform where you can actually leave a rating as well, though. It's strange when you think about it, but if it's you the really want to, if you really want to talk to us and and comment or just have a chat with us, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, I'd say if you want to get in contact with us, because um, yeah, we can have a good chat on there. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, the follow hitting that follow button means the world to us, and it really does help us grow. Yeah, and we absolutely. have only just started. We've only just begun. We've only just begun <laughs> to live white lace and promises. We're only scratching the surface of the amount of shit we can talk. So fucking strap in, boys and girls. <laughs> and of course, downloads. Just we'd love the downloads. Yeah, we do. It's great. Like we said at the beginning, this is honestly, we love talking to each other genuinely. It might not sound like it sometimes, yeah. do, but it's it makes it all the better with you guys. So thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate we, it. We, yeah, as Russ said earlier, we've just hit 1,001 downloads um, and we really do appreciate every single one of those. Every single one we do, yep. we appreciate. Uh, we appreciate every time you listen, whether you're a regular listener or this is your first time. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. You. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. We hope you've enjoyed it, guys. So make sure to come back next week. As we say, Hard to Kill Review will be coming up. It will. But until then. Yes, until then. So we have been three men, one four. <laughs> one four. Who are the three men? Well, <laughs> I've been Jay. I always have been, and I probably still will be. Hey. <laughs> I'm Ash and I'm hard to kill. <laughs> we'll see about that. And I'm Russ. So, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you in the next one. We will. But until then, stay safe. Don't try us at home. And we will bid you adieu and goodbye and good night. It's full Kenny now. He's just gone full Kenny. Yeah. Never go full Kenny. Three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it, I did it, for the people, for the people.